you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. This is your Tuesday Best Bets episode in the National Basketball Association. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Joined by Jay Money. You can find him on Twitter at jmoneyismoney. It's been great for us this year. Absolutely dominating in all sorts of spots here on the show, especially whenever he calls out as his, uh, if you're watching the, the YouTube version or in the Action Network app, the video version, when he calls out Smack City, I, I, I got to tell you, as much as I want to be like, you're not that, you don't know when these teams are going to dominate. He's been absolutely liquid fire and calling out the Smack City spots. Also joining me is analytics capper Albert Wynn. You can find him on the, the uh, Monday morning weekend recap and best bets episode. He's the analytics capper. You can find him on Twitter at analytics capper. Gentlemen, glad to have you with us. Want to let you know that everything that you Want to know about betting can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks. You get up the second information where the bets and money are coming in on. You can find all sorts of picks in there from experts and bettors, and you can track your picks. And our media center has this show, Big Bets on Campus, which is doing live shows for the Sweet 16 again. They were dominant last weekend. You got to get in on Big Bets on Campus. Check it out. Action Network app. Download it right now. As always, we'll go around the slate. We'll list our best bets, and we'll come back and we'll do the cap. Jay, let's start with you. What's your best bet for the Tuesday slate? I bet Celtics minus four. I like it up to five and a half. So five and a half is my cutoff uh, for that game. All right, Celtics taking on the Kings, who just lost in Utah. AC, what's your best bet for Tuesday? I'm going to go for the OKC Thunder on the road, plus seven. They're going to be playing the L.A. Clippers. All right, I have three. I am tailing and following and in agreement with AC on the Thunder, plus seven. I've got the Spurs, plus 11, and I've got the Nets, plus three, and on the money line, plus 124. We'll hit those games here as we go along. Jay, let's start with you. So the Sacramento Kings drop their fourth game in six nights on the road to the Utah Jazz in altitude, half turnaround, fly all the way back home and face the Boston Celtics, who have a chance to regain the lead for the division. Thanks to the Philadelphia 76ers, lost to the Chicago Bulls 
on Monday night. Thank you, Sixers, for finally losing to the Bulls when I finally bet on you. Should have trusted the model, I see. I said that the model said that they like the Bulls, but I didn't listen. Jay, why do you like the Celtics in this spot other than the obvious the Kings are going to be tired as hell? Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the camp here, right? And we know we've been waiting on this, the Kings to kind of falter. We know that they have a top-tier offense. The defense, not so much, in my opinion. I still think I still feel like uh, us three could, uh, could go out there and get some uh, some points on this Kings defense, in my opinion. But, yeah, I, first off, I don't like the spot. Four games, a uh, four-game road trip coming back home, right? So they were in Chicago, then Brooklyn, then Washington. Then you fly all the way across country. Only one day of rest between there as well have to face the jazz coming off altitude so uh fifth game in six nights back to back third game four nights the whole shebang in this one um this is a spot that 10 times out of 10 i'll take this i'll take the favor in this one and live my results so give me the celtics in this one they're also i believe what nine and three eight and three um against this uh, straight up this this season with the rest advantages here so coming off two days rest i know that hadn't been the best spot for the celtics but coming off a game where they blew a 19 point lead to that same utah jazz team uh, i see a focus spot for the Celtics here. I know it's the last game of a six-game road trip, but I do expect them to look at the Kings record and see where they're in the West and take this game seriously. So give me the Celtics in this one, four, four and a half. Like I said, my cutoff point is five and a half, but I do see a smack city spot coming here for the Celtics. So the Kings don't believe in rest management, so they are unlikely to sit guys on the second night of a back-to-back. They get a pretty young team overall. Like they, as an organization, they don't really buy into the idea of resting guys on the second night of back-to-backs. So this will be like a fully healthy squad. Um, I'm expecting, I don't expect them to rest anybody. Do you? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it, in all honesty, I'm not a fan of the rest, uh, resting players, but in this particular spot, in my opinion, I would rest some guys. This is a horrible spot. Um, these guys have been traveling all over the place and it's the, the road trip coming back home. That's one of my, one of my spots that I've been cashing with a lot here lately. Yeah, it's so, five and seven. Uh, I'm in, I, I'm on the Celtics here. Yeah. I, you know, I, I can't get there because I think this Kings team, um, one of the problems is that the Boston offense is starting to look like the Boston offense again, where you're just like, are you guys going to score at all? And if they have any sort of low, like, I have absolute faith that the Kings defense can't stop anybody. And I have absolute faith that the, nobody can stop the Kings offense. Um, I'm curious to see what happens here with Boston on this, this road trip. You know, are they going to have the stamina? Are they going to have the energy? I don't really know where Boston's at mentally right now. They haven't looked good for the last 15 games or so. Um, they've started to struggle a little bit, so I'm not entirely confident where Boston's at. So I don't want any part of this game. It would have to be Celtics or nothing because of the rest spot. Like, I agree with you there. AC, you got any thoughts on this 5-7 and seven spot for the Sacramento Kings? First of all, I trust Jay Money. Uh, I think his plays are, are very sharp uh, most of the time there. This is a really nice spot for Boston. Yes, it's the last game of a road trip. They have basically half their team out. Al Horford out, Smart's out, Pritchard, Robert Williams, Danilo still out. They're still four and a half point favorites again. Yes, they did lose tonight, but they were a red hot Kings team. So this to me is a, is a trust the trust the favorite look here. I agree with with Jay. I think there's going to be potentially a rest spot here too for for the Kings. So I do see this line moving. If you like Boston, I would get on it right now. Yeah, we'll see. I'd be a little bit surprised if they rested anybody, even even on this spot. I just don't think they believe it's an organizational. I don't think they think it's a thing. I mean, look, I'll just say this. I also, I can't get this from a, I definitely can't play it because I've got this power rated uh, with the Kings at home here where they've been really good. Like I've got this pick them. 
So I can't, I just can't get to this number. I don't mind the Celtics being favored with the rest, but I think four and a half is, that feels like a lot of, of prior position on the Celtics on who they were and like a resistance to the Kings actually being good. I'm absolutely not fading Jay though. Jay's been dynamite whenever he calls out these smack city spots. So uh, I, I would advise our listeners to keep that in mind that Jay's been red hot in these spots. Uh, AC, let's go to, to OKC taking on um, the Clippers on Tuesday night. What's your cap for OKC plus seven? Yeah, I think the Clippers are a solid team. Um, but with that being said, I don't think they should be six and a half, seven point favorites on anybody, even at home. They don't have enough offense to do that. And without Norman Powell coming off the bench, they lack a lot of three-point shooting. Uh, this is a, a nice angle here that people forget. Shea Gilgis-Alexander started his career with the Clippers. Love There's it. a little bit of motivation there every time he goes back to L.A. Uh, OKC has covered this matchup against the spread six out of the last seven games. Um, and b- most of those times, they're the inferior team. So I, I like this spot for OKC. They're going to be more motivated. Uh, they're also going to be hungrier. Both teams are coming in pretty pretty hot, to be honest, like in, in pretty good form. Both teams, I think, are 4-1 against the spread in the last five overall. But I just like how this OKC Thunder team is. They're very scrappy. I don't really back them when they're a favorite. But when they're a dog, I'm all over them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm honestly just a little like, what is this number? Like, I, I can't, I have no idea what, where this, you know, typically I speak and I kind of give the market the respect I think it deserves. Like these line, you know, Vegas, you know, the, the casinos are nice for a reason, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, and, and the market will adjust these things. I get it. And we're recording this on, on Monday night, obviously. So the market hasn't really weighed in that much on the game yet. I just can't get six and a half. Like, okay. has been dynamite. Okay. Like these two teams are separated by like a game in the Western conference. What are we doing? Like how on earth is this a seven point spread at home for the Clippers? What have the Clippers done? under any circumstances to warrant being a like four fine right you should be favored you're at home sure seven like there are sevens in the market seven no i would say this i mean if you want to be a really good handicapper you want to see both sides right so what is the path to the clippers they're gonna dominate on the inside with zubach and um my space uh, plumly that they trade just yeah just traded for it so the so they're gonna dominate rebounding so you're not gonna get much second chance points for OKC so they have to be shooting really well to cover this number um you know the Clippers are gonna um play defense especially in the fourth quarter they m- most likely will have Kawhi on Shea in that fourth quarter uh so things like that if you don't like the Thunder game maybe look look at them for that first half Things like that, but I'm just going to trust the read here. I think the Thunder are playing really good basketball. And again, Matt and I kind of alluded to this on a previous podcast, but they're not only going for a play-in spot. They might be a top-six team if they win these type of games, and so I like it. Uh, the, so the Clippers this season at home are 12-14 and 14 against the spread as a favorite. The Thunder on the road as a dog this season – 19 8 and 1 at 70 percent and you're giving me seven yes i will take okc i don't care if the clippers destroy them i will always be like this was the right play i feel very strongly about this play ac i like it uh i'm with you 100 on this another one that i've got tonight 
for the slate. I like the San Antonio Spurs again, been betting the Spurs consistently on this show and being like, here we go again, bet the Spurs. I'm going back to it. Look, uh, the Spurs are bad for sure. The Spurs, I think, reached a point, and this is, there are a couple of teams that do this, where if you tank so badly, so much, that you're basically like, it doesn't matter what we do, we're going to finish top three. We're going to have those flat lottery odds for the top spot. Then you can be like, fuck it. Let's win some games. Like, you don't have to be like, we got to make sure that we lose this game. And this is definitely not a game that they have to lose to the Pelicans. Like, this isn't going to necessarily impact all that much. And the number, additionally, is ridiculous. The Pelicans, with how they've played for the last two months, are 11? Um, now, look, I don't have this as, like, a huge edge here. I've got it, I've got it at 9.5, right? So, like, the, the Pelicans should be favored. The Pelicans have been good at home. The Pelicans are a better team. They should win this game. I do not think that the New Orleans Pelicans, in their current form, should be laying 11 points versus anybody. I don't think the Pelicans should be laying 11 points to the worst team in the league, which the San Antonio Spurs arguably are if it's not Houston. And both of those teams are, are covering pretty well lately. Jay, what do you think? Yeah, I want no parts of the um of the Pelicans laying this number. So I'm right there with you on that. My only problem is I'll give you guys a little nugget with the Spurs. When they're resting guys, that's when they're trying to lose the game on purpose. When they're playing everyone, that's when it tells you that they're actually coming to play. So um, I agree that you don't want to lay this number with the Pelicans. My only problem is with the Spurs. Zach Collins out rest. I mean, you're the worst in the league. You're written out. I don't think it's the first to back to any day. You're resting them. Sochan out. Devin Vassell out. Trey Jones out. Uh, doubtful with uh, – as well guys so that's four guys that could be basically starting for the spurs there i just don't like these spots when they're when they're basically tipping their their hand that they don't want to win but one key angle here Devonte graham going back to the team that just traded him if grant he's questionable if he does play i'd look at some Devonte graham props and three-point props that would be my look in this game i like that angle I, I will say this you can't move you know we can't like be like oh the spurs are arresting zach collins gotta move that line a half point can't be you know like can't be like oh no trey jones is out gotta move that line so like the line i think is it i again i agree with you they're trying to lose they don't have a center man uh, can the can, can the belt can the pelicans beat a team that's trying to lose by 11 points <laughs> is the question no, that's a good point. No, so, I was just saying when they rest Collins, uh, they, when they kind of rest Collins yeah. and Sochan, then they don't have a – that's their way of losing. It's that, starting Memo Hillishvili yeah. at the center, and he's like a power forward at best. So uh, zero centers yeah. out there for the Spurs. Uh, last one I've got for the evening on the slate. Uh, I like the Nets plus three and on the money line plus 124 versus the Cavaliers. Um, look, I, I'm. I, this is not going to be – this is a half unit play. I'm not going to put the full full on this. Uh, because the Cavs are better, the Nets are worse. I kind of like the matchup here. The Cavs without Jared Allen just aren't necessarily like the same kind of team. Like they just haven't been the the same team this season. And he's questionable in this game. Maybe he plays, but without Allen, I think you have to have Allen and Mobley for them to be full strength. If Allen plays, I'm not going to like this as much, but I'm willing to go ahead and go here. Um, if you're facing the Cavs, how are you going to how are you going to beat them? It's with offense. You need to be able to generate offense. How do you do that? You generate a lot of threes. Wings for days on the Nets. They can shoot well at home. It's enough for me to go ahead and get there. I can't get to this number. Uh, I just even with the downgrade that I've given the Nets, which was significant after all the trades, I can't get there. Like I cannot downgrade them enough with the current roster to get to this kind of a spot. Uh, so I can't anywhere near it. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Cavs 
for a small play on the spread, and I'll put them on a half unit on the money line as well. I have a question for you, Matt. Did yeah. did Ben Simmons retire from basketball again? What's the latest on him? I think that they're the the, the heavy thing around the league is basically like it, it's not going to be with the Nets, and he's going to have to like figure out and really talk somebody into giving him another chance. Like I think. If you're another GM and you're looking at this and you're trying to figure out now, I don't know what they're going to do with the contract, right? I don't know if they just buy him out or whatever, but I don't know that anybody's like, yeah, no, we would give him a shot. It would have to be on obviously a different contract. And like, he's going to have to rebuild his value if he's going to be a player in the NBA here in like two years from now. All right, let's go wrap it up for best bets for a Tuesday. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with another Best Bets episode. Make sure to follow Jay on Twitter at jmoneyismoney. You can follow Albert on Twitter at analyticscapper. You can check out all my stuff in the Action Network app and follow me on Twitter at hbbasketball. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys again next time. Until then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.